Episode 126 of the Bevan James Owl Show. I will persist until I succeed. Radio team, welcome along to episode 126 of the Bevan James I'll Show, your fortnightly podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime love of fitness so that you can get all the benefits that come alongside it. Welcome along to today's show, guys. I'm pretty excited for two reasons. A, I've got some cool stuff I want to talk about today. But B, I have the interview with Johan Harry happening in the next episode. It's definitely confirmed. I'm actually, I'm heading to Australia to this weekend, I'm going to. I've got a crazy trip coming up. I'm flying from New Zealand to Perth, which is like a seven-hour flight on Friday. Then I go from Perth to Adelaide on Saturday, and then Adelaide to Brisbane on Sunday, and then late Sunday back to New Zealand. So I'm, I'm doing lots of work in a very short period of time, which I'm really looking forward to. It's actually going to be a fun trip. But uh, I'm getting up at four in the morning to to interview Johan because I'm gonna I've got to get it done before my flight. So he's in the UK. So I'm actually at four in the morning. I'm getting up and getting this interview done. So when you hear it, hopefully I won't sound tired. Although I'm pretty excited about the interview, so I'm sure I won't. Um, so that's going to be in the next episode of the Bevan James Isle Show, and it's that based on that book, Lost Connections, which I've been recommending. And I've actually had feedback from a few people who have actually read or listened to it, and just saying how been quite a powerful book for them and in particular a couple of people who I know have worked through depression or have gone through tough depression stuff and just said how it's definitely helped them um yeah so you know I'm really looking forward to kind of getting him on the show I did the show on on the topic of the book a couple episodes ago but you know it's really much better to hear it from the person doing you know, who's done the work. So look out for that in the next episode. Before I get into the main gist of today's show, there's kind of two things I want to share with you. And one, one kind of, an experience that kind of, two experiences that kind of blew my mind away really. Well, one blew my mind away and one was just maybe some interesting insight to share with you guys. Um, I, I, I went down to Dunedin last week and I had to do a little bit of work in Dunedin. And I, I caught a flight on Friday afternoon and then Dunedin's in New Zealand. It's a city in New Zealand. It's about maybe an hour on a plane from Christchurch, and um, caught a flight, flew down to Needham, late day in the flight because I didn't have to work till the next morning, caught a taxi, and I started, I, I love I love talking to taxi drivers, um, as you probably know from listening to the show, I love talking, <laughs> so, so and, and I love I love a taxi driver's life, because often, not always the case, but most taxi drivers tend to be a little bit older in age, and it tends to be this is the last thing in their career, or they've had a career before this. And, and I find them a really interesting kind of discussion. And so I often end up just having a bit of a yarn to the taxi driver where when they're taking me to where they want to take me to. And uh, underneath in the airport is quite far away from the central city. So it's a good probably 40-minute drive from the airport to the city. So it's, you know, it's a decent conversation you're going to have with a taxi driver. So I get in the taxi and I start talking to this guy. And he was a nice guy, but it was it was really interesting Pretty quickly you understood that this person was definitely a glass half empty type of character. That, um, you know, the, the perception or the, the way that he interpreted the world was very much that the world is going to work against him. And there was, there was a couple of things that really came through for me. And I've got to be honest, this conversation has really, it kind of really impacted upon me. Because one of the things we started to talk about, because he was of an age, now, now 
as, as we're having this conversation, well, I'm not telling him how to live his life. I just, I, I, I love to just listen. So I wasn't kind of trying to be judgy. I was just, it was just quite an interesting experience. But his age was around 63 or 60, maybe 64. Now, for those who are overseas, in New, Ze- in New Zealand, our retirement age is 65 years old. So once you hit 65, you can retire. And, um, you know, and basically you're going to get, government's going to give you a certain amount of money, which isn't a huge amount, but if you've saved a little bit in your life, you could probably make that work. And uh, one of the things we first started talking about was, does he like taxi driving? And he, he had been a builder in the past, and it was pretty clear that he really didn't like taxi driving. He was like, oh no, I, I, I actually really, <laughs> he basically said, I kind of hate this job. And, uh, and he explained to me why, and it, you know, some of the reasons why I could understand. And uh, the, the industry has changed. It's a much tougher industry nowadays with the things like Uber and stuff. And I didn't get the impression that he hated people. It wasn't that he hated the people he was driving with, but maybe just the lifestyle and the conditions of the job meant that the enjoyment factor had moved away from the thing that he had liked maybe when he first started doing the job. Uh, so then I started talking to him about retirement, you know, because I asked him how old he was, and he said, oh, I'm about 63. And I said, oh, so you must be looking forward to retirement. He goes, oh, no, I'm not going to retire. And, and I thought, wow, well, well, I said, what do you mean? You, you, don't, you don't like taxi driving? He goes, yeah, but what would I do when I retire? What would I do when I retire? And, and in my mind, I was kind of a bit blown away by this, because this, this guy had last spent the last maybe 10 minutes telling me why taxi driving was kind of hard and why he didn't necessarily like it and why... Um, you know, like ultimately he didn't really like the job. And in the next 12 to 18 months from now, he's going to have an opportunity to give up the thing that he doesn't like in his life to do other things in his life. And he doesn't want to quit. And the reason he doesn't want to quit is because he doesn't know what he could do with his life with the time he would gain if we quit his job. So his choices in life are keep a job that I hate or quit a job I hate and see life being worse. And it's a really interesting place to be, isn't it? And the thing that the thing that kind of I've sat on in, in thinking about this conversation with this guy was it's kind of sad that he doesn't think he has the ability to build a life that he would like. Like that the option that he has is to stay in something that he really dislikes because he doesn't see that he has the ability to be able to build a life that he likes. And and I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I want to share with you around this. I just was kind of blown away by it. If I'm going to be really honest, I was just like, "Wow, that's your perception of life." And I suppose if you are someone who identifies with this, and to be honest, I'm not quite sure how many of the listeners of this show would identify with this. Maybe maybe lots of you do. Um, but I think this is, there are some things to think about in regards to the the perspective that he has on his life. And if I kind of wrap it up again, it's that basically he doesn't like the life he currently has. But if he quit it, he has no ability to see that he could have a better life. And I think one thing that it's really important to, to for us to all to understand is that we can improve our lives. I remember a while ago, one of my clients um, who I work with, I've worked with for a couple of years now, and, she, and she's done really pretty some powerful stuff with her life and um and she put a quote up on facebook and i read this quote and i thought wow what a cool quote and then it was me <laughs> it was it was my name underneath it and i was i, I don't know where i'd said it or, or where i'd written it or anything like that and uh and I, I, I when i spoke to her in the next session i said 
where did that come from? And she said, oh, you must have written, I wrote it down once when I'd listened to a podcast or I read a piece that you had done. And and the piece was really much around, the quote was, and I don't remember the quote, but the, the point of it was that even in our darkest times, we need to remember that if we are willing to work through the hard things, we will progress forward. And, you know, like I didn't, try to help the taxi driver because I don't think it's some you know it's not my place to tell him how to live his life but if I if I could have given anything to him and helped him shift his perspective in any way was you you do have the ability to change and you do have the ability to build a life that you like and to not give up and accept 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 that this is the best you're going to get you know accept that this is my lot um, it, it, what, what's the cost of you accepting that this is my loss, my lot? You know, to think this is all I can have in life. Like, what does it limit you to? Like, this man, unfortunately, he's limited to a life that he really doesn't like. Um, and he's accepted that that's all he can have. And if you're listening to this right now and you identify, and maybe if you just, if everybody listening to this right now can look at the different areas of your life, what are the areas where you've maybe accepted that this is my lot? And maybe it's time to challenge it. Like I would, like I, again, it wasn't my place to challenge this person who's a taxi driver. I'm just some random guy who's giving a ride. But if it was someone else who was maybe a friend or something, I would challenge them. I'd kind of say, you know, I love asking people, would you like to be challenged? Because <laughs> it gives me permission. If they say yes, it gives me permission to ask some really hard questions of them. And I would, I would have asked them, like, you know, how do you become a person who can build your ability to build life that you would like? You know, how do you do that? You know, those types of things. Because ultimately, if you've accepted a certain area of your life and it's limiting you, there's massive cost there. And it's an area you need to develop. And like the quote that I said that my, my client wrote down, which I can't even remember what it was, but it was ultimately saying that if you're willing to work on the hard things, you will get through this and you will progress to a time in the future where you'll look back and you go, man, I'm so glad I did this work. So so my first point today is, is really just, if you know you've accepted a level of life that you're ultimately not happy with, you really need to confront that accepting. You really do. You're really stopping your life in really quite damaging ways. And if you understand and if you can learn that I can move forward from this area, then one day you'll wake up and if you do the work, you know, it's not just, you know, not just seeing that I can move forward, but then doing the work, you will progress. And this acceptance of, of a lesser life will be something that will disappear in the future. And, and ultimately, imagine where that takes you in the long term. So um, just, you know, a big, big, big kind of thing that's been on my mind lately. One of the experience I had recently as well, actually just last weekend, I had an experience which was... Um, just want to share because that's how I roll on this podcast. I, I was teaching a class, a really important class in my local club. Um, I, I teach at a local gym and we've had the release of Body Attack 100, which is like the 25th year of this workout, which is really massive. It's been going all around the world. And it was a special moment and we've been releasing it all around the world over the last kind of three months. So I went to Amsterdam a few months ago to do it. I've been all around New Zealand recently. That's why I'm going to Australia this weekend. Um, but it was my own club. It was like doing this celebration of 25 years 
in my own club. It was this really special moment. And um, and body tech is the thing that I'm most known for in my career. Um, it's a really important thing in my career. And it's my people, you know. Like, I feel very privileged in my career to be able to travel and present and have some really cool experiences to lots of people around the world. But the people at my club are the people who I've connected with daily for, you know, I've been doing this for nearly 20 years. So for nearly 20 years. So I wanted it to be a really cool class. And something happened before the class which put me in a funny focus. Um, there was just something that happened before the class where I got distracted by something that was annoying me a little bit. And basically the class is a 60-minute workout and I wasn't teaching until the second half. So in the second half I was doing like, of the 60 minutes I was doing like 10 minutes of this. There was about eight, with lots of people on stage, but there was about five or six of us teaching. So we're splitting the whole class. So I wasn't teaching until the second half and I was doing basically two tracks within the second half. And so on the first half, some of the tracks I was on stage and then some of the tracks I was just in the workout down on the ground with everybody else. And in the first half of the class, the thing that annoyed me was really consuming me. It was really, it was kind of, I wasn't, in the experience like the experience I was wanting to have was to have this cool shared experience with the people who I love doing the workout with day in day out and I have for 20 years but because something annoyed me before the class I'm in the workout and all I'm doing is thinking about that and I realized at about 20 minutes into the class this annoyance was ruining my experience like this annoyance was owning me. And in about five minutes from now, I'm going to be teaching two of my favorite tracks of all time to the people I love teaching to the most. And I realized at that moment that I needed to shift my focus, that the thing that annoyed me was hurting my experience. And I wanted to look back on this class in the future and go, wow, that was a really cool experience. Not, I was owned by being annoyed by the thing that annoyed me before the class. And luckily for me, I, I had that moment of awareness because I was able to see, if I focus on this for the rest of the class, it ain't going to be the experience I want it to be. And so in that moment, I just thought to myself, okay, well, where do I need to put my focus? And I put my focus on, I want to make sure that when I get up and teach, I have a really cool experience that represents what this workout means to me and to really express and share that with the people on stage with me, who are my peers, and in the room with me as well. And, um, and I was, by the time I got to teach, I was able to do that. I taught my tricks and I was really happy with how I taught my tracks. I, I felt that what I wanted to do in those tracks I was able to do. But the only reason I was able to do that was because I was able to catch that moment where my focus was on the wrong thing and assess what I really wanted to get out of the next moment. And sometimes in life we do that, don't we? We get to, you know, we might have something that may be important to us, maybe just day-to-day -day life. And something comes along and it just owns us. It can be a peer, it can be unfairness, it can be a situation that's tough, you know, just something that takes over. And it can take over in a time where you don't want it to take over. And in that time, I didn't want it to take over. And so in that moment, for me, I was able to kind of go, you know what, what I really want to do is be here with my people, doing the thing I love to do in the way I love to do it. And luckily, by having that moment and catching myself doing that, I was able to shift my focus and do what I wanted to do. So I just wanted to share that with you because maybe you have times in your life where you get distracted by what's really important. And ultimately that's what happened in that moment. I got distracted by what was really important. And luckily for me, before the moment where it was really, really important, I was able to see it and shift my focus. 
and it's a skill that I think that most of us could probably work on at times in our life. So I just wanted to share with that with you as well. Jeepers Creepers, it's 16 minutes into the show and I haven't even got to the main gist of today's show. So before I do get into the main gist of today's show, I just want to say thank you to all the patrons of the Bevan James I'll Show. The patronage uh, is basically where you just support me doing what I do. And the way you do that is you go to bevanjamesisles.com. You'll see there's a link to Patreon and you can just go there. And each time I release a show, it just donates a little bit of money to well, how much you determine to what I'm doing. And this this couple of weeks, I've had three people actually become patrons. Um, Sean Barnes, who actually already has a nickname that he's well known for, but I'm going to give you your new Bevan James I'll Show nickname. Sean is one of my best mates. He was actually one of my groomsmen at my wedding. Um, and he's a very, very passionate man. I think I've talked about him on the show a few times. We call him Sean the Porno. Um, and one of the reasons... Sean is really passionate. He's A, he's Mr. Intelligent to the max. But B, um, he really cares about doing creating a sustainable world and, and influencing business to become sustainable in many ways. And and the thing I admire about Sean is he has made career choices based on what's really important to him. And now he's in a place where he's doing that. And you know, it's one thing to think I want to be something, but it's another thing to actually become it. And he's becoming more and more of that each day of his life, which I'm really proud of. So I've got you. Yeah, I, I know it's Sean O the Porno. Porno. I know it's you. That's your nickname. I probably won't change it. But on this show, I'm going to call you Doctor Sustain because you believe in sustainability and, and your work's really important. We've got Samantha Johnson. She became a patron of the show as well. And Samantha Johnson. When I thought Johnson. I thought of the basket player, Irving Johnson, and the nickname's obviously Magic Johnson, so I'm going to call you Samantha Magic Johnson. I think it's brilliant. I think you should tell your friends, just start calling me Magic from now onwards, because you create the magic. Uh, lastly, we have Sally Lampu, and Sally is uh, one of my runners, actually. She does my running group, and we've had some really good conversations lately. Actually, there's a good lesson Sally taught, uh, well, Sally and I talked about, was this whole idea of when you train, making sure you just don't get into the habit of training, that you push hard in your training. And we've talked about this on the podcast in the past, how sometimes people just turn up and just do the same stuff all the time, but you need to make sure you look for the challenge. And we had a conversation one week, and then the next week she came back to me and she said, Bevan, I beat my 5K time. So she's just doing some really great work within herself. So Sally, I went with your nickname. I called you the Super Trooper, because I think you're a real trooper, Sally. Every time I see you out there, you just grind it out, you just push it hard. So you are my super trooper, Sally. There we go. So if you become a patron of my show, you get a nickname. And I just did Bevan James Isles show nickname. And it's just a way that I can help say thank you for supporting the work that I do. So thank you to all the patrons. And go to bevanjamesisles.com if you want to become a patron of the show. Anyway, I'm going to get into the main gist of the show. Here it is right now. When I was a young man, I, uh, and I and I went through my transition phase from being the druggie to being someone who has kind of some ambition and hope in the world. I uh, I became very. I, I read one of the first. I, I'd never read. I'd never read in my life. Like I at high school, I think I read one book, and even then, because I, I couldn't read, and I left school and I did spelling lessons, and I learned to read, and um, I started reading, and I and I didn't really start reading novels. I started reading kind of. My first books were memory books, actually. I, I was written by a guy called Tony Buzar, I think his name was. I should remember that because it was a memory book. And Tony Buzar was really big on memory and um, 
mind maps. And so I started reading Tony Buzar. I think my first book was a memory book. And it was quite transformative for me because I read this book and the techniques in the memory book I was able to apply. And I remember, I actually remember really clearly one day, I was, I was still living at home, so I was probably about 20, I didn't leave home until I was like 23, but um, I was at home and I think it's probably about 20 or 21 at this stage. And I remembered a hundred things on this list of paper and I remember being in the conservatory with my mum and she we had a conservatory at our house and mum had a friend around maybe a couple friends around having a cup of coffee having a bit of a yarn and um and I'm in the conservatory and I said oh here's a piece of paper ask me any number on this piece of paper and I will say what what that what the thing on that piece of paper is or that number is so someone may you know they might have gone 76 and it might have been cat and so I'll go cat and they basically went through like 30 of the things and I got all of them right. And it was really, reading Tony Buzai was probably a good book to read as someone who's like, seriously, I read probably Dr. Zeus up to that point in my life. And after that, I really hadn't read any books in my life. So then to read Tony Buzai and then learn the skill and, and see that it actually wasn't that hard was a really powerful thing in my life. And it became... It was kind of like opening up my possibilities. I was like, wow, man, if, if I can do this with this book, why don't I read other books? And so that's when I started reading. I just became a big reader. It's kind of my love of good content, really. And, and to be honest, I didn't really start reading novels for a few years after that. So it probably wasn't until I was about 25 or 24 where I started reading novels. So my first kind of three years of reading was really just consuming books that I thought I could learn stuff from and I became obsessed and one of the things I was probably most proudest of was that if I read a book I was the kind of person who didn't just read it I would apply the learning from it and that's something that we often see for people who read books I'll read a book but do they actually apply the lessons they learned and you know I was the guy who learned the hundred things on the list that Tony Puzar had put on that book and so I went through this period where I learned a lot around lots of mind skills, a lot around finances, a lot around relationships, just lots and lots of learnings. But one book I heard, there's a guy at the gym called, what was this guy's name? I think it was Richard, I think I'm pretty sure it was Richard. Richard uh, said, if you're going to read books, Bevan, you need to read The Greatest Salesman in the World. And I'd never heard of this book, I hadn't heard of many books when I started reading. So The Greatest Salesman in the World was a book by a guy called Og Mendino. Now Og Mendino was a bit of a self-help guy. And uh, he had this book called The Greatest Salesman in the World. And the premise of the book was, it was basically a book of these really long-form affirmations. Massive, like two or three pages of an affirmation. And the, the concept of the book was, you bought this book and you would read each affirmation for a week. No, not for a week, for a month. And I think you had to read it in the morning and at night. So each morning and each night, you'd read one affirmation for a whole month. Once you'd done that month, then you did the next month. So basically, to, to do what Og wanted you to do in this book, you had to read it every day for 12 months. And me being the good student that I was, I read it every day for 12 months. And and I'll read some of the, so here's some of the headings from some of the chapters. So what would happen is each chapter would have a theme that it would be based around. And then it would kind of start with the theme, tell a little bit of a, it was very biblical. It was almost like reading a Bible type story. And then it would go back to that theme a lot throughout the chapter. So like one of the scrolls was, today is a new day. I will leave failure far behind. Good habits are the key to success. 
that was one of the scrolls. One of the other ones was, I'll, I'll read through the majority of them. So the second scroll was, I will greet this day with love in my heart. When you show love and compassion to the world, you shall find it in return. And again, he would have like then a three or four page kind of thing that you'd read. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip that one because I'm gonna come back to it. The next one is I am nature's greatest miracle. I am committed to becoming a better version of myself than better than what I was yesterday. No one else can sell like me. I am an original. I will focus my energy on the challenge of this moment. Scroll five was, I will live this day as if it was my last. Scroll six was, I will be the master of my emotions. Uh, Scroll seven was, I will laugh at the world. And and here's a saying here, um, I will appreciate each situation and not take life too seriously. I remember these words, this too shall pass. Um, Scroll eight was, today I will multiply my value a hundredfold. Scroll nine was, I will live, I will act now, I will act decisively to achieve success. Only my actions determine my value in the marketplace. To multiply my value, I need to multiply my actions. Scroll 10, and this was the last of them, I will pray for guidance. Anyone who's faced greater danger and cried out for help, I will renew myself through a connection with God or a higher power. Now it's interesting, I'm not a religious person, it's actually... You know, I'm really not. Um, but uh, it was very biblical, and uh, and it was really interesting. If you look at some of my earlier writings, um, I even have an affirmation that I still read to this day, and it's very much kind of influenced by the way Og would write these books. And he wrote other books. I think, like, for three years, I read one of his books pretty much every day. Um, but there was one chapter in particular that really impacted me, and I'm going to read the whole blooming chapter to you. And again, it's very biblical, um, but... Yeah, it starts with, I will persist until I succeed. In the Orient, young bulls are tested in the fight arena in a certain manner. Each is brought to the ring and allowed to attack the picador, who pricks them with the lance. The bravery of each bull is then rated with care according to the number of times he demonstrates his willingness to charge in spite of the sting of the blade. Therefore, I recognize that each day I am tested by life in like manner. If I persist, if I continue to try, if I continue to charge forward, I will succeed. I will persist until I succeed. I was not delivered unto this world in defeat, nor does failure course in my veins. I am not a sheep waiting to be prodded by my shepherd. I am a lion and I refuse to talk, to walk, to sleep with the sheep. I will hear those who will not weep and complain. I... For their disease is contagious. Let them join the sheep. The slaughterhouse of failure is not my destiny. I will persist until I succeed. The prizes of life are at the end of each journey, not near the beginning. And it is not given to me to know how many steps are necessary in order to reach my goal. Failure I may encounter on the thousandth step, yet success hides behind the next step in the road. Never will I know how close it lies unless I turn the corner. Always will I take another step. If that is not avid, I will take another step and yet another. In truth, one step at a time is not too difficult. I will persist until I succeed.
Henceforth, I will consider each day's effort as but one blow in my blade against the mighty oak. The first blow may not cause a tremor in the wood, nor the second, nor the third. Each blow of itself may be trifling, and may seem no consequence, yet from childish swipes the oak will eventually tumble, so will be the efforts of today. I will liken the to the raindrop which washes away the mountain, the ant, the ant that devours a tiger, the star which brightens the earth, the slave who builds the pyramid. I will build my castle one brick at a time, for I know that small attempts, repeated, will complete my undertaking. I will persist until I succeed. I will never consider defeat, and I will remove from my vocabulary such words or phrases as quit, cannot, unable, impossible, out of the question, improbable, failure, unworkable, hopeless, and retreat. For those are words of fools. I will avoid despair, but if this disease of the mind should infect me, I will work in despair to get rid of it. I will toil and I will endure. I will ignore the obstacles at my feet and keep my eyes on the goals above my head. For I know that's where the dry desert ends and the green grass grows. I will persist until I succeed. I will remember the ancient law of averages and I will bend it to my good. I will persist with the knowledge that each failure to sell will increase my chances of success at the next attempt. Each nay I hear will bring me closer to the sound of year. Each frown I meet only prepares me for the smile to come. Each misfortune I encounter will carry me to the seed of tomorrow's good luck. I must have the night to appreciate the day. I must fail often to succeed only once. I will persist until I succeed. I will try and try and try again. Each obstacle I will consider as a mere detour to my goal and a challenge to my profession. I will persist and develop my skills in the, as the mar mariner develops his by learning to write the depth of each storm. I will persist until I succeed. Henceforth, I will learn and apply another secret of those who excel at my work. When each day is ended, not regarding whether it has been a success or failure, I will attempt to achieve one more sale. When my thoughts beckon my tired body homewards, I will resist the temptation to depart. I will try again. I will make more attempts to close the victory, and if that fails, I will make another. Never will allow any day to end with failure. Thus, I will plant the seed of tomorrow's success and gain an insurmountable advantage over those who cease their labour at a prescribed time. When others cease their struggle, then mine will begin and my harvest will be full. I will persist until I succeed. Nor will I allow yesterday's success to allow me into today's complacency, for this is the foundation of failure. I will forget the happenings of today that they have gone, whether they are good or bad, and will greet the new sun with confidence that this is the best day of my life. So long as there is breath in me, that long I will persist, for I know one of the greatest principles of success. If I persist long enough, I will win. I will persist until I succeed. Now, obviously it's around sales, and obviously it's it's kind of, it's almost propaganda-like in, in the way it's written, isn't it? But I read that every day for a month, and I've got to say, it's, it's ingrained in me now, to be honest, this, this idea of I will persist until I succeed. And I, I think persistence is one of the key aspects to success in life. Like if we look at the, the, the you know if we pull up the dictionary and we pull up the definition of persistence, it, it's a noun. <laughs> uh, the fact of continuing 
in an opinion or cause of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. The fact of continuing in an opinion or course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. And that's a pretty powerful thing to have in your character traits. And why I want to talk about this today is I think that ultimately it's a character trait that we should all be aiming to have and improve on. So I just wanted to share some thoughts around how to be persistent or how to be the most out of persistence. First of all, I think ultimately what we should be aiming for is an identity of I am somebody who persists. I think that's really important. Um, you know, that by me reading that, what I just read to you every day for a month in my early 20s, there's times in my life, like I literally will say out loud, I will persist until I succeed. There's times where I face failure. There's times where things don't go to plan, but I just think to myself, I'll persist until I succeed. And it's in me. It's, it's an identity that is, I'm going to persist. I'm going, going to keep on trucking at this. And so I think the first thing you want to think about is, how does this become the way I act in the world? And the affirmation that Ogmandingo that I would read every morning was definitely one thing that insulted me. Because I think his theory was that if you put your attention on this each morning, each night, each day for a month, your mind's going to start to see it, you know, like that's why how affirmations work, is you start to see the opportunities for persistence, and um, that's, you know, that, so the first thing I think you should say is, I want to start seeing myself as somebody who persists. Then from there is, where are my opportunities to prove this to myself? So it's one thing to say, I want to see my identity as somebody who persists, but really what you need to do is you need to see proof that that's the case. So then as you live day to day, and, and like if we look at Og's kind of way of looking at it, it's where are the opportunities today to prove persistence? And that's something that's really important to think about. Where can I prove to myself today is this moment? Actually, there's a really good chance yesterday. I, I had a big weekend of work. I um, worked both days all day, um, had a, a work function on Saturday night. It was a big night, but it was a really fun night. And I got home on 5 o'clock last night, and I was written off. I was extremely tired. But I wanted to play my piano for half an hour that day. So I jumped on the piano. And, and was it a good session? No. Was there some value in it? Yeah, I did, I did a little bit of focus work, so I probably got five minutes of focus work. But it was more that I got up and did it. And that was the thing, is that if I want to be a good piano player, I've got to kind of make sure I consistently turn up and do it. And so that was just a good example of, being persistent, it was an opportunity for me yesterday to reinforce that I am somebody who will persist in my tough times. So A, get the identity. B, look for the moments each day where you can show persistence. And I think one, one thing for those who don't maybe see themselves as persistent is to really see, identify what happens when you give up. Like, when you give up, why do you give up? And, and it's a really good idea to identify how you're looking at the problem. So for example, um, I've been working on a product in the last moment and uh, it's not quite where I want it to be. And when I look at why it's not one, and if I think about that, I'm trying to be persistent with it, um, I'm not blaming myself. Like when you look at why I'm quitting, is it because you're identifying that I, I'm not going to succeed? And instead, what you want to look at is why is it I'm not succeeding? So, you know, like if, 
in this product, instead of going, oh, I'm not good at doing this, it's like, okay, where's the problem I need to solve that's going to help me move forward in this next area, you know, to get over this next hurdle and trying to achieve what I'm trying to achieve here. And so I suppose that's the thing is learn when you, if you are someone who gives up and doesn't persist, when are the moments where you quit? What? Why do you quit? Where do you lay the blame that leads you to, to move away from the thing that ultimately you want to choose, you want to do? Because if you can identify that, then you can maybe shift the way you approach it. So instead of, if you are identifying, you know what, it's because I look at it that I'm a failure, that I'm a failure. Instead of going, okay, where's the problem I need to solve in this, this kind of path I'm trying to move down? You can see how the different paths we have a different way. If I think I'm a failure, well, I'll just quit because I'm never going to get there. Whereas if I can say, you know, the reason I'm not succeeding here is because um, there's this one bit of understanding I don't have yet. So what I need to do is I need to learn how to get that understanding. And that's where I would put my persistence. Okay, my, in this next moment, the thing I need to learn is that understanding of that. And so that's a really important part of persistence because I think for a lot of people they quit because they see their identity or they just see too big a picture that they're a failure in instead of kind of really chunking it down to a bit that they can work on and then persist on from there moving forward. One thing one thing I will say is learning with the setbacks as well. Now there's those little setbacks that you get a long way but sometimes when you're trying to persist towards a big goal sometimes you have big setbacks. And that's a really interesting moment because sometimes when we have a really big setback, like I had, a, I had a talk with a guy a while ago and it's really fascinating me. He was a guy who was a pretty intelligent guy. It was very successful, actually very successful. He was trying to be, uh, training to be a fighter pilot in the Air Force. And, um, you know, got to the level where he was flying these super fast planes, you know, like he was elite of elite. And something happened and something, tri- he, didn't, he didn't pass some exam. And it was kind of, career defining so it was a big moment and you could tell the guy I was talking to now was really hurt by this it really affected them in their life and they went you know if if you're a fighter pilot you're a pretty focused person you know you're the elite of the elite and he, he kind of missed that last hurdle and the setback really hurt the way he saw himself in the world and the version of the person I saw later on was, was a nice person don't get me wrong but was definitely was the kind of person who would now look for the easy options and maybe it's because they were being safe because it hurt so much that time they failed that they just went to being a safe person in life but to me you've got to learn to deal with those big setbacks and and that's a part of it you know Persisting till you succeed is a part of it. And sometimes, like I have examples in my life, my Ironman experience, I never actually achieved the main goal. But I definitely persisted till I gave myself the best chance. So if you have the big setbacks along the way, I think it's really important that you have good ways of dealing with them. Because what we don't want to be is those big setbacks. Because if you're going to be someone who has ambition, you've got to put your hands up for big things. So if you don't, if you know, and so there's going to be times where you're going to have massive setbacks. But... If that's the moment where you quit, as Og said in that kind of long thing I read before, the winning moment might just be around the corner. And if you, you know, if if, if you quit, you're never going to have that winning moment. And that's what persistence is. So learning how to deal with the big setbacks is really important. The last thing I probably talk about here is is actually knowing when to quit as well. And and by that, what I mean is that, you know, there are times where we do need to quit. Um, and again, my Ironman experience is that. My Ironman experience, 
is my goal was always to go under nine hours. And I persisted at trying to achieve that goal for about seven years of my life. And I got to 9.05, so I was five minutes off what I hoped to do. But at that moment in my life, it wasn't time for me to continue on. I had persisted enough and I got everything I wanted from. Could I go on and got sub nine? I probably could have. But I wanted my life to move in a different direction. So there is a difference in knowing it's time to move on and quitting. If I'm quitting just because I think I'm going to fail, that's a different thing. Whereas for me, it was like, no, I, I, I was going to move on anyway. Here's my last chance to give it a shot. So I just think knowing when to quit is important. And I suppose with that is knowing what, if I'm, you know, I've talked about this a lot on the show, knowing if you are chasing the right thing. So if you are chasing the right thing, that's a really important thing because sometimes people aren't chasing the right thing. So make sure you're persisting towards the right thing and it's really important as well. So my, my key points around persistence are, first of all, see yourself as somebody who is persistent. Alongside that, start to use every day as an opportunity to prove that you are persistent. Then learning what would push you away from persistence? So when I'd have a setback or when I don't succeed, instead learn how you're dealing with it and learning approaches that can help you stay on the path of persistence. The example was instead of messing myself with bad at something, chunking it down and seeing the next problem I need to solve or the next level of understanding I need to gain. Then from there, also learning how to deal with the biggest setbacks. The, you know, the really ones that really emotionally hurt in a way that you don't give up or scar yourself in the long term. And then lastly, you know, maybe do know the areas you need to quit. And what I mean by that is if, if you're chasing something you actually know you no longer want in your life, then maybe you don't need to be persistent in that. And, and that, you know, it's a deeper thought. You do have to think deeper around that area because... Are you doing it because you're quitting just because it's the option? Or do you actually know it's time to move on? And for me with Iron Man, it was time to move on. You know, like I, I did persist and I got to the best that I could be and I just had to be happy with that. So hopefully there's something there for you. And and if you want to read the book, Ogman Dingo's Greatest Salesman in the World, it is kind of trying to push you towards being a salesman, as you could see from that speech. It definitely worked for me and that's ingrained in me. I will persist until I succeed. Um, but I guarantee... That if you're somebody in your life who persists and, and sees yourself as someone who persists and persists on the right things, and that's probably the point I haven't talked, persist on the right things. You know, like um, make sure you're doing the, the thing that's going to take you closer to the, the point you want to get to. But I guarantee if you become that person, you're going to be much more successful in life and you're going to be that, as I always finish up these sections, higher version of yourself. Right, our team, that's the main gist of today's show done and dusted. I will persist until I succeed. I actually, um, here we go, I'm going to read you, I'm going to read you my affirmation. Now, this is pretty full on, uh, and you can see how it's influenced by Ogmandingo. Uh, wait a second, let me pull it up. Bevan's book. Okay, uh, this is what I read to myself every morning, and um, take, it, take it how you take it. Like, you might think that it's... Uh, I'm being a bit vulnerable by showing it, and it's important that we do that. Okay. Um, 
writings. It's got the title's writing. The Dream Machine. The reason I call it The Dream Machine, just as a... Years ago, there was a member at the gym, and he used to always call me The Dream Machine. I, and he was this really lovely man. He's called Alistair. And he was an artist, and he used to do these pictures of me, like big A3 pictures of me as a cartoon, and, and called me The Dream Machine. I've actually still got them somewhere. Um, and it was really... It's kind of bizarre, but nice. Um, and so, I don't know, the dream machine is kind of what I have in here. The dream machine. Being Bevan James Isles is a special thing. This is because there is nobody like me. With my core values of love, honesty, growth, freedom, happiness, health, and my trust in the rule that passion equals success, I know I will always be the best possible me. In my everyday decisions, I will use these amazing values to improve my world and me because I know that by continually evolving, continuing to evolve these, I will be living a deeper life and will be gaining wisdom along the way. My friends and family are so valuable, the gold of my life. I will always treat them with love, care and honesty. When loved ones spend time with me, they will feel life is better. Plus, I will never judge. Instead, I will always try to understand. I will have the courage to be the friend they need to be, me to be at all times. I will always love myself for the core of what I am. My eyes, my ears, my mind will absorb the beautiful things that make me me. I will consistently make decisions that enhance my body and my mind. Plus, I will always trust myself. Money is here to set up my freedom, to help my world be a better place, to give me experiences that grow and develop me, to help me learn and to build my community. My pleasure will come from the rewards of growth, being able to suck in the experiences of life and the giving and receiving of love. I will consistently grow in the important areas of my life because I have the courage to be the best version of myself, to be 100% me. I will show the world that I can be successful by being different. So it's kind of my main thing that I read every morning. And then and then I have um, my affirmations or, or just little tidbits that I really love. And it's, uh, uh, we must be the change that we wish to see in the world. Think different. When people spend time with me, they'll feel life is better. I'm here to make a difference. Readers are leaders. Be aware of others' suffering. Materials don't represent. Help others see their greatness. Praise, praise, praise. Love everyone. Never gossip. If I don't have something good to say, don't say anything at all. Be the better person. When people think of me, they will smile. I don't know everything, so learn from others. Move towards experience. Listen. First things first. Be honest in my moment of pain. In relationships, I will always turn towards. Be impeccable with my word. Don't make assumptions. Good to great. Sprint every day. I need challenge in all areas. I thrive on learning and creativity. So while I no longer read Ogmandingo's you know, affirmations every day, you can see how he very much influenced the affirmation I do read every morning before I get out of bed. Uh, and this is a reminder of me. And I, I really believe in this stuff. I really do believe that, you know, it's interesting that one, um, I will never gossip. Or if I don't have something good to say, don't say anything at all. And um, I had an experience every day where I wanted to gossip and I, that popped up. I stopped myself. I'm, I'm, you don't gossip. You know, and so it's, you know, um, there's, there's value in this stuff, guys. It really is. So hopefully you got a lot out of today. There's, there's kind of a lot of key points today. First of all, if you are someone who's given up on life, you can change it and make sure you do. If you find yourself distracted from what's really important, catch it, shift it, and go towards what's important. I will persist until I succeed. Persistence is one of the keys to success in life. And if you aren't someone who has that ingrained in you, develop it, work on it, get it in there. And then maybe use some of the tools that Og taught me in your daily rituals that help you stay aligned to what's really important in you.
Hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm really looking forward to the episode in a couple of weeks from now. If you do enjoy the show, feel free to become a patron of the show. It really does support me and what I'm doing. Seriously, it really means a lot and it helps a lot. Um, I've got Johan Harry on the show next time. It's Lost Connections. I'm really looking forward to getting that to you guys. So that's going to be coming out in a couple of weeks' time. Enjoy the show, spread the word, and I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye.